0: Calgary's Prospective Student Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stransky. The University of Calgary's Prospective Student Podcast is intended for any prospective student who is hoping to learn more about the University of Calgary. We will chat with key representatives from the University of Calgary community to help keep you updated and informed about all things UCalgary. Today's episode is part two of Beyond the Bank of Mum and Dad. We are joined by Joel May, who is the Manager of Undergraduate Awards at the University of Calgary. Joel, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. It's um, I'm pretty excited about uh, informing prospective students of what awards are available and, and what my team does.
0: Great. Well, nice to have you here. I'll start by getting you to explain your role at the University of Calgary.
1: Well, my role really is um, I look after a team that's provides opportunity and recognition for students here at the, at the campus. So we look at giving out almost $28 million worth of awards um, every year, um, and that's either for students with financial need or academic merit or multiple different um, other kind of uh, criteria for, for those awards, so yeah.
0: Handing over money to people, is that your favorite part of this role?
1: Uh, the, the money's a thing, but I th- look at it my most, uh, I guess the, the part of the role that I like the most is more, I'm providing opportunity for those who need it. Um, a large percentage of our awards are, our bursaries and, um, uh, because of that, it's, um, it's that whole opportunity component. Uh, but at the same time, it providing recognition and
0: just, Uh, Everybody loves money, so free money is always good. (laughs) The term bursaries, Uh, we'll come back to that, but for now, can you give us an overview of the scholarship and awards program? And if you can, give us a sense of the number of students who apply for awards each year at U of C, and the number of students who actually receive awards. Sure Jeff, I'll
1: I'll come back to the kind of the awards and scholarships program, um, but I'll just give out some of the numbers. So for entering students, which most of our listeners will be. We get about twenty five hundred applications, um, and of those applicants, about half receive awards. So about twelve fifty um, receive. Um, but overall, we also have our continuing students. That we get about four thousand applications, and of those, even even though they've, we get four thousand applications. About five thousand actually get get them, and I'll come to that in a second. Um, but overall, we um, give out about just over six thousand awards for for all students in the undergraduate programs. Um, the reason I wanted to come back to it is because we we have competitive awards where students apply for it, but we also have nominated. So that could be nominated by a faculty, a school, or a service area. So a lot of students don't realize that that some some criteria could be the best student in class X, or best student in a program, or um, students who apply directly through their faculty as well. So there's other avenues outside of just um, the nominated award, or sorry, just the competitive awards. And for for entering students, we also have automatic um, entrance awards that they'll receive without even applying, and that's for those high achieving students. So anyone who has a 95% uh, average um, entering um, from high school will we'll receive
0: $5,000 directly. Okay. So I'm hearing lots of big words relating <laughs> to, to scholarships and awards. I want to come back to where you touched on before, bursaries. What What's the difference between a bursary and a scholarship?
1: Well, for terminology, what you'll have to deal with are really four four different terms. Um, scholarship is is the easiest one to define because that's really based on academic merit. So for those students who are 90% or above who are entering, those are the only ones who will actually be eligible for a scholarship. And when they're continuing their studies, they need to maintain a GPA of at least 3.2 in order to be eligible for a scholarship. Uh, Bursaries are are focused mainly on the financial need. There is an academic merit component of it. They still need to have a GPA of 2.6 but um, we look at financial need, and that's part of the application process. Um, we have kind of a, an equation that actually will determine how much financial need, and it's very similar to those who are applying for Alberta student aid or student loans through their provinces. Um, it's really, when you look at financial need, it's resources available minus cost equals need. So that, that's the easiest way. And then we also have awards, which are, awards can be, varying, um, but we awards generally have additional criteria, whether it be extracurricular activities like for prospective students, could be they're parts of clubs or they're on athletic teams or or they're in leadership roles, so we look at that and then it could be we have certain awards that your your parent is a member of AUPE or you've been involved in 4-H, so some, some donors really have specific criteria and we try to match the student with that criteria.
0: Okay, so we've got, you said scholarships, bursaries, awards, and the fourth one is?
1: The fourth one, fourth one is our prizes, and prizes generally don't have a monetary value to them. Um, a lot of our prizes are, and a, a really good example is our convocation medals. So those are for the best students in any faculty, Um, but we also have book prizes as well, which are non-monetary, but they'll actually receive a book or they'll receive an award of some sort, Um, and it's different than the award that has monetary value, but prizes all non-monetary, but it is something that can show achievement and it actually will be shown on their transcript as well. So it'll be something that they can promote going forward.
0: Okay, so you said scholarships are, are largely merit-based, yeah. 90% plus. Are those the big ticket ones? We, we hear about these huge scholarships. Like, what's, what's the biggest award that the University of Calgary uh, offers?
1: Um, currently, the largest award um, that we offer is in conjunction with um, the Schulich Foundation or Schulich Federation, um, and that's our, our Schulich Leader Award. Um, that would be $100,000 over four years, so they're looking at $25,000 per year for four years. Um, we do have, a, we're starting to see a lot more similar awards, like this year was the first year that we offered the NLE award, which was $80,000, um, which was $20,000 per year for four years. So most of those are scholarships, so they are there is academic merit, but for something that's that large of a dollar value, we include, we need extra information as well, so a lot of those, you know, the Schulich Leader for example, they have to provide um, all of their extracurricular plus they have to provide letters of reference, so it's a little
0: bit more rigorous, the, the selection for those okay. because they are such high dollar values. And I'll come I'll come back to the, the extracurriculars, I want to get into that a bit, we'll maybe go to the, to the sort of the first step, how does a student apply for awards?
1: Uh, it's easy. Um, so for this upcoming, or sorry, for fall 2019, um, the award application will open on October 1st and um, will be open until March 1st. So that's, that's for our high school entrance awards. Um, if you're looking at our high dollar value, which we label as prestige awards, you need to make sure that you apply by by December fifteenth. Okay, and I, I gather that's an online application. It sure is. Yeah, they can any student once you've submitted an application for admissions and you've logged into your account, you can go through your student center and actually just apply for awards through there.
0: Okay. So for for any given applicant, how do they know which awards or scholarships they qualify for? Uh, that's a good question, Jeff. Um,
1: the easiest way for them to know what they qualify for, qualify for is do a little bit of searching. Um, unlike some schools, we don't have specific applications for specific awards. We have one general application. And by submitting that general application, um, it the because it is one general application, the award application can be quite long. But if a student is very, very thorough on that, we'll be able to look at what the award criteria is and match the award with the student. So um, it's a hard question to answer, but but that's the best way so you can really of, look at a it. A student doesn't
0: need to know all of the awards they're eligible for. They just need to get their application they just and, need it, to and apply. you guys do a lot of the work. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So then you mentioned October first. Yep. That's when An applicant can first apply for an award. Is there a best time? Should they should they get their application in right away on October first, or or is there a better time for it?
1: They don't need to. I would at least get access the application at that time um, because it does take some time to actually complete, and there are some larger answered questions. Um, For example, we ask about entrepreneurial spirit, which is a big push for the university. There, it's almost an essay question, so. It would be best for, in my opinion, for a student to actually go to the application, review the application, see if there's things that they need, and then they can always save the application as they go through. Um, and, and that's that's a key thing that I, I want to stress is save. Always make sure you save um, because it can take a, a few days to complete
0: if you want to complete it thoroughly. Okay. And, and you said that the application opens October 1st and closes... March 1st. March 1st, okay. Um, We sometimes hear about applicants who want to try and figure out how much a university is willing to offer them Mm -hmm. in award money before they apply for admission. Is that possible at UNC? Can you apply for awards before you apply for admission?
1: Uh, You cannot, but the only things that we can guarantee that they'll receive are our automatic entrance awards. So if they're a high achieving student whose grade 11 average is above 95%, then they're guaranteed $5,000. Okay.
0: So now, you've got a team of awards officers who process applications. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us a sense of how those applications are reviewed? Um,
1: the, the good thing is, is that a lot of the review is done by a system. So, we build the applications in a system and, and the criteria. So most of the work is actually automat- automatic um, based on what the applicant submits. But for our larger procedure awards or, or ones that require additional requirements that are a little more subjective, we tend to have committees. So we have selection committees that are, consist of faculty members as well as members from other service areas um, as well as members from my team. So.
0: Okay, so when we get into that more subjective stuff, we're back to things like extracurricular activities. Exactly, We're talking about sport, educational experiences beyond the classroom, volunteer work, you mentioned entrepreneurial experience. Is there a best type of extracurricular experience? There is not. Um, a big thing that I've seen in
1: more of the award development is is the, the role of leadership, and it's not... Um, one key thing for selection committees is... Uh, leadership should be of self and um, we're seeing that even just in the language so if, if a student's applying and they say in in their essay they're saying we, we, we we don't want to see that, we want to see I I, so I led this, I led this, not we led this we did this it's, we really want to see the I and that's the component and that's the leadership as well as the entrepreneurial spirit is the the student really Taking steps forward on their own rather than as a collective, so that's that's something that I've noticed over the the small time that I've been here.
0: So that's the inside scoop. Yeah, that's you, I, not we. Yes, exactly. Excellent. Okay. So, so the applications come in. They're submitted. Student clicks submit. Comes into your team. The system crunches the numbers. The committees look at the um, at all the extra information. And you decide who the award winners will be, when and how are students notified that they have received an award? Okay, Um, it's dependent on the award
1: really, Um, but before before we go there I'll just want to say that when a student hits submit on the application, they'll actually receive an email confirming that they've submitted the application, as well as a link to their to-do list. So there's certain Awards that we require them to submit uh, additional information. Uh, a lot of our prestige, we, re- we require two reference letters, so they'll need to submit those and it'll be a checklist item in their to-do list on their student See. center. Um, or if it's a, a good example is any of our um, Alberta student aid awards that require indigenous or Alberta residents or, or, or those types of verifications, will it'll be on their to-do list to do um, once they've cleared those checklist items then we can actually review their application and if they are selected for an award if it's for a prestige which could be our Chancellor's Club or our leaders in health science or our um, Schulich engineering larger dollar value awards we try to get the notification in March April at the latest. Um, Schulich leaders is always April because we work in partnership with the Schulich Federation so um, but, but for the large dollar value, it's usually March, April, and um, currently um, for high school entrance awards, um, we're shooting for by the end of April before they have to submit their um, submit their tuition deposit or their admissions deposit, so, so they know that they're getting money before they actually have to fully commit to, to the university. Right. Okay.
0: Do students ever win more than one award? Oh, for sure,
1: yes. Yeah, so we, we do have um, what we call equitable equitable distribution. So there we do kind of cap how much one person can win, just so we get more students to um, to receive awards. Uh, but you can we we get we've had for example one student this last year had six.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Um, so that student who won six. How, how did they receive their award money? As something tells me you're not showing up on a student's doorstep with a bag of cash. No, definitely not. A plastic oversight <laughs> check.
1: Definitely not. The way it works is that, let's say, uh, an example is somebody wins $10,000 in, in award money, so whether bursary, scholarships, or awards. And the way we, we pay it out is we split it over fall and winter terms. So it will be 5000 in the fall, 5000 in the winter. And the first thing it goes to is their tuition and fees. So in early August, it will be posted to their account and will cover their tuition and fees. Anything that's in excess, so anything above tuition and fees that they have extra money, will get paid out to them in October, um, and it'll it'll get deposited right to their bank account as long as they provide banking information through their student center. Okay.
0: So it starts as a as a reduction in their expenses, and exactly. then any excess they receive in October. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Thanksgiving gift. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, Do any of the awards have conditions attached? So in thinking about students after their first year, do they have to maintain a certain GPA? Do they have to continue in a certain program, take certain number of courses?
1: There are certain awards that are, there is a requirement. Um, For example, anything that's renewable, and that's a term that people might not know, but it's our large dollar value awards where you're getting it every year that's what we look at as renewable, so it has to be renewed every year, and there is criteria for keeping that. For example, um, any of our Schulich engineering awards that are three years that they receive the money, they'll have to maintain a GPA of 3.2 and provide extracurricular activities as well. So if you win some of these awards, what you were doing in high school um, the expectation is that you're doing similar things while you're here at the university whether that's being involved in clubs or still maintaining your volunteer or being a student-athlete those are all benefits to the university community and we want to
0: see you maintain that so it's it's a bit of a marathon it's not a sprint exactly yeah Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so scholarships bursaries awards are they primarily just for first-year students at UNC no they're not um, that's a small percentage of them um,
1: when you're second, third and fourth year, always apply for those as well. Um, there's there's a lot of money to be out out there and in my personal opinion, we don't get enough applicants. We need to I want to see more and more applications. Um, if you think that we have what 6,000 plus first year students and I only get about 2,500 applications, that's it's less than 50% and I want to see that increase so just to give more students opportunity to get that money. Okay.
0: One last question for you, Joel. What's your best advice to high school students looking to strengthen their U of C award application? Um, I think start early and take your time. Um,
1: A lot of, especially the essay questions, you can definitely do outside of the system and then copy and paste and put it in the system. Um, One thing, as I said before, look at really selling yourself and, and eliminating a bit of the we talk and use more of the I talk. Um, it's always a hard thing to do is sell yourself but this is a the first opportunity that that students really should have to promote them um, once they complete their their undergraduate degree or post post undergrad um, they're gonna have to sell themselves in, in job interviews so even in job interviews you don't want to hear we you want to hear I
0: Right? So. okay so apply start early take your time and use I, not we. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the recipe for success.
1: I think so. And just be as thorough as possible. And apply for things that, like, if there's a question there and you think you're on the fence, still say yes. If you don't get it, then, oh, well, it, it doesn't matter. So apply. Just make sure to apply.
0: And there you have it. Joel May is the manager of undergraduate awards at the University of Calgary. Thanks for taking the time to chat today. Hey, no problem. It was a lot of fun. This concludes the third episode of the University of Calgary's Prospective Student Podcast. Stay tuned for part two of Beyond the Bank of Mom and Dad, when we'll speak with Michelle McKenzie from Enrollment Services and Student Financial Aid. If you would like to learn more about the University of Calgary, visit www.ucalgary.ca forward slash future hyphen students forward slash undergraduate forward slash recruiters where you can connect with the student recruitment advisor who supports students in your city or region. Have a great day, and remember, Go Dinos!